Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. I'm Sean Zarillo filling in this week for Michael Leboff, joined by podcast regular and Action Network hockey expert Nick Martin. We're going to take you through Thursday's eight-game NHL slate. Minnesota coming in off of a back-to-back. Ten other teams going to have a back-to-back match on Friday. So I have to keep an eye on those starting goalie announcements. Throughout Thursday, the morning skate as we head towards game time. But without further ado, we're going to get into Thursday's slate. Nick, take me through your favorite underdog in a closely lined match between the Flames and the Kings. Yeah, so the Flames are a very slight underdog. It's a bit of a lame one, but, you know, I'd rather uh, give out a pick that I have some faith in than just give you guys some sort of a blind underdog. So I like the Flames here. I think they're turning it around. We've kind of been talking about this. I still see them having a huge goaltending edge. That's a big part of this uh, pick. I know Phoenix Copley has been absolute dynamite, but as a Caps fan, I've seen him a lot in my life. I do not believe that he's this good. He'll probably start this contest, which gives the Flames a large edge. Obviously, entering the season, if we had said at the 35-game mark, Calgary would be a very slight underdog to the Kings. That would be quite surprising. I think that's still kind of a, a reasonable narrative. I actually I believe in the Kings a lot. I think they're definitely a playoff side. But I believe there's still a gap between these two teams, especially with the Flames finding current form. The back end's completely healthy. I like that. I think Markstrom's finding his game. So, yeah, I, I see a bit of an edge with uh, Calgary on the road here. It's best underdog back going with the Calgary Flames. The Flames plus one goal differential, but sitting fifth in their division currently. The Kings are second in the Pacific, but a minus seven goal differential. So perhaps have overachieved to this point in the season. 2 p.m. start on Thursday afternoon. Bit of an odd time. Puck drop between the Flyers and the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs, the biggest favorite on the board. Around minus 280 is the shortest price. As high as minus 320. The Flyers around plus 265 is the best available number on the comeback. You like the favorite here, but you're not laying minus 300. How are you playing the Maple Leafs? No, yeah. Usual followers will know that at these prices, I usually go puck line or if or if I'm on the other side, I'm back in the underdog straight up. This is the way that I like to play these. 
And I think the flame or the Leafs have the price to go with the chalky obvious play here. I'd get on it early because everyone's going to pile in on Toronto. I expect them to dominate this game. They're going to get 40 plus shots. That'll also make a shot shot prop targets really appealing because as we continue to talk about, they don't move the numbers as significantly as they should in games where um, a team is likely to get 40 plus shots, which this one definitely quantifies as. The loss of Rasmus Sandin sucks for Toronto, but we've seen them deal with these. They still have the bodies to uh, work around it. I like the depth. I think the Leafs keep it going. They know that they cannot drop points and expect to uh, have any chance of surpassing Boston. And that's that's something I like to tr- uh, thinking about this team avoiding letdown games, I think is really important because that's what's been costing them in the first round. And I think they know it. Like they're getting to a point where it's already it's already locking in that they're going to play Tampa. I think they don't want that. So you can't drop points to teams like Philly, not to get too tied up, tied up into, you know, kind of motivation narratives, but if they play their best game, they're going to just completely tilt the ice, I think. And, and yeah, I, I think there's value backing them at minus 120 to cover the, cover the puck line. Yeah. Certainly don't want to have to play either Tampa or Boston come playoff time, but your options are pretty limited when, the NHL structures their playoffs as such. Speaking of the Boston Bruins, the second biggest favorite on the board for two, for Thursday night, minus 225 at home against the Winnipeg Jets, plus 190. The Bruins, the best goal differential in hockey by a wide margin, plus 54. Toronto, the next closest team at plus 28. The Jets and a few other teams at plus 27. Now, considering the price, considering the Jets are a good team, doing well in their division, one of the best goal differentials, this is a very wide line, and it goes to show you how dominant the Bruins have been. Do you think the Bruins' dominance relative to the rest of the league is properly reflected by the fact that they have twice the goal differential of any other team, or do you think that will eventually narrow relative to those other teams? And based on the price point, I would assume this has to be Jets or pass. Yeah, like I, I think it is going to narrow, and we have seen them play more tightly contested games. It was really in the early going where they were absolutely just dummying everyone, like none of their contests were close. I know they had a big win over Florida, but it does seem to me that they're more now in, in just a really good rhythm of winning tighter games, which scares me off this. Uh, I wouldn't want to back them at home, even though their home record is absolutely ridiculous here. With that said, I've been saying that for about three weeks, so I probably have... Uh, given people some bad advice because I just, I don't, when I watch them right now, I don't think they're dominating at such a level where you want to take this kind of a number facing a good team and what will likely be a close game. If Hellebuck's in goal, obviously going against that kind of uh, netminder at this kind of a number is not typically too fun. So yeah, for me, it's jets or pass. I know our co-host uh, Mike Layboff, he would for sure be liking Winnipeg here and I can see the logic. It's just, it's getting to a point where, are Boston the best team by a gigantic margin? Like you say, I'm not sure. I think if we restarted from now, you wouldn't necessarily see prices like this over the next couple of months. Yeah, I think that's interesting. You have the price going forward, not based on what you've seen to date. So if you were to just restart the season from right now, if this was the first game of the season, what do you think this line would be based on the talent level of these two teams? So always have to be looking forward when you're projecting games, betting on games can't necessarily be factoring in trends or things that have happened to date as much. Always forward looking is how I like to go about my handicapping. Let's move on to my favorite matchup on the board. My favorite rivalry in hockey, the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers. The Rangers are home minus 155 Islanders plus 135 coming into Madison Square Garden. The total is five and a half. 
But if it's Shesterkin against Sorokin, you could probably justify a total of one and a half. Nick, where are you going for this matchup? Yeah, I think the books are kind of on to all the angles that are logical, as they often tend to be. Um, the under seems like a great play, even at five and a half. It's definitely tempting. Both these teams are in pretty solid defensive form right now. Um, so yeah, the, the under would be my lean with a total, but obviously they're guarding that pretty hard with a rare five and a half here. I also like the Rangers. I think they're in a good place right now, and it's their time to beat New York, or I should say the Islanders. But with that said, do we love the number? Not so much, I don't think. And obviously it is still going to be a really tightly contested game. So probably the best matchup on the night. I know we'll probably have the most listeners and viewers watching that one, but I don't really want to put a ton of action into it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you know, definitely one that I will be watching. Not sure if I will be firing on the Islanders, but... If I do, if that comes across in the app, you can be assured that it is a homer bet, probably not something based off of me seeing a plus EV angle there. Let's go to the Minnesota Wild, minus 165, traveling to San Jose to take on the Sharks. Minnesota, as I mentioned, the one team on Thursday who will be on the back-to-back, coming off of a total of 5.5 in that Rangers-Islanders matchup. We have a total of 6.5 for this matchup. Where are you going for Wild and Sharks? I'll be looking at the wild. I'll be seeing where this price goes after tonight's game, kind of depending on, you know, what we see in that one, the type of game, maybe the minutes that some of their superstars have to state will uh, change my take on this a little bit, but it would be a wilder pass. Um, Obviously I like the wild in tonight's game. I had posted that bet and articled it. And I just think they've quietly really, really turned their form around. They don't have those they don't have multiple superstars carrying the weight, but the power play looks really good with Kaprizov and Zuccarello in strong form. And they still have what's one of the better decors, one to six in the West, which really helps them drive play at a high rate. Now they're getting some very livable goaltending. So they're kind of uh, floating up the central division standings as we'd expect. And I think that could be one to target fading the Sharks again, that matchup in Calgary or versus Calgary yesterday, which came through for us. That was an ugly game. I don't know how the Sharks ever got that tied. And then they still managed to blow it. And and it's ultimately even a blowout. And it just seems like that Sharks core is kind of falling apart. Eric Carlson is, is not necessarily playing so well defensively. I know he's fighting. He's trying to drive play up the ice in uh, a tough way with such a thin roster. But ultimately, it, it just seems they're trending downwards, at, uh, you know, where the rest of the pure lottery teams are. Accidentally skipped over the game between the Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hurricanes, even money on the road. Penguins, minus 120. Both these teams absolutely on fire, so this is probably the most interesting game from a viewing perspective on the board. The Canes, I mentioned on Tuesday, have not lost in regulation in almost a month at this point. 9-0-1 in their last 10. Penguins, 8-1-1 in their last 10. Two very hot teams likely playoff matchup at some point down the line. Nick, any betting advice for Capitals or for uh, Hurricanes and Penguins? No, I'm kind of in the same boat with the Rangers game where I just, I want to stay away from it a little bit. I think Pittsburgh maybe gets them in this one. It just, it seems like it goes that way. Sometimes they played Sunday in a game that I thought was a complete toss up. It, it was just well contested by both sides. Typically, when we get into those kind of games, I think it's uh, sometimes harder to find a betting edge where you're kind of just, you know, expecting both sides to play at a super high level. And it's going to come down to the the bounces and the, the small little breaks. And that's kind of the way I see that matchup tomorrow night. I think they're 
they're both just in legitimately excellent, excellent form. So for me there, I, I think not really a play, but obviously going to be a really good game to watch. Canes beat the Devils on Tuesday. That was their sixth straight win. Devils sixth straight loss. And the Canes now in sole possession of first place in the Metropolitan Division. So the Devils' hot start has been erased by surging Carolina Hurricanes team, who I bet on to win the Stanley Cup every year for, I believe, the past four or five years. So There's maybe a, the Hurricanes can finally get it done. Maybe this is finally their year, but all signs point to our hearts being broken yet again. Uh, before we get to Nick's favorite bets, his top shelf bets, for Thursday's slate, he just wants to give a little look ahead to Friday's matchup. So, Nick, I'm going to let you take it away with some betting angles for Friday. All right, I'll take it away. I've got one player prop that we have been riding in the app, and I think it will, in all likelihood, still be posted at a really playable match uh, number considering the matchup. So I've been loving Kent Johnson to record a point or in each of the last two matchups. He made it a sweat versus Dallas in what is a very tough matchup with a with a point in the final minute and then versus Philly at a nice goal in the middle of the second. So the logic here is that he just got bumped up to being on Johnny Goudreau's line, replacing Boone Jenner and uh, replacing him on the top power play unit as well. And as I noted, they're pricing this around plus 105, plus 110. We might now see it drop to around minus 105, plus 100. And I would still love it at that. With uh, If he's going to... Uh, record a point as often as Boone Jenner was on that line. It becomes a very excellent play at plus 100 or minus 105. And I think it's actually reasonable that we could expect him to record at exactly the same rate, if not at a higher clip. I actually think his offensive upside might even surpass Jenner's now. There's a reason he was a high pick. A lot of people thought he should have gone higher than fifth overall, and he's quickly showing why. And he's just a kid that I love. He's going to be a legitimate top line player. He's now playing with Goudreau. So yeah, that's a one I'm going to watch. And then obviously playing Chicago is as, about as good as it gets for a prop target matchup because they just give up so many goals and so much offense. So yeah, that's definitely an angle that I'm excited to bet on again on Friday. I love that. You know, line combinations is a huge thing, not only for fantasy, but DFS. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many reasons to keep your finger on the pulse. Sites like Daily Faceoff. Knowing who the power play combinations are, knowing who is on what line and is playing with the top scorers. Ken Johnson also has the pedigree of being a former top five pick as well, and pretty recently too. So want to lean into all of those things, playing with some top caliber line mates. Before we get you guys out of here, we're going to give you Nick's top shelf bets for Thursday's hockey slate. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. And let's start off with the matchup between your Washington Capitals and the Ottawa Senators. You've been high in the Senators of late. They've been playing better of late, certainly probably better talent-wise than their standings position would indicate you're going with the Capitals as a road favorite on Thursday night. Yeah, these teams are both kind of in the same boat where we've been riding them a lot lately, but I actually still think what the Capitals have done is even a, a fair bit more impressive than the Senators, the Capitals have played to the third highest expected goals rate over the last 10 games. They're winning at an alarmingly high rate and they keep getting quietly crucial bodies back in the lineup. Something like Dimitri Orlov, who consistent listeners know I love. He's not the kind of guy who moves the odds, but for that team, people who watch him consistently know he actually drives play at a really high level. He's one of the more sneaky, important pieces on the team. So now with the decor healthier, they're really controlling play at a high rate. 
I think what they've done is somewhat more replicable than Ottawa. The Tim Stutzel injury does look like it's hurting. I did think that Ottawa were a little hard done by, by the overall scoreline in Winnipeg. That first period probably could have been 3-1 for Ottawa, just as easy as it was 3-1 for Winnipeg. Um, but I just think what the Capitals are doing is a little more sustainable looking at the actual bodies on the roster and the underlying numbers have actually still been more impressive. So I see a little bit of an edge here with uh, my Capitals on the road who have actually been really good to us on this podcast the last uh, little bit here. So the Capitals, one of your best bets, but you're giving out a second one today and going with another road favorite, the Seattle Kraken minus 120. Vancouver Canucks plus 100 at home. The Canucks have been a bit of a letdown this year. We talked about the Kraken on Tuesday as probably a solid regular season team who could rack up points, grind its way to the playoffs because they don't have many holes. Maybe come playoff time against the best teams, they may struggle. But regular season matchup like the Kraken here on the road. Yeah, I like the Kraken here. You mentioned they don't have many holes. They're playing a Vancouver team that has some serious holes. I like the top pieces with the Canucks and some of the offensive stars. Outside of that, there is not a lot to like with the Canucks. I think it's really, really logical that we could see the Kraken greatly tilt the ice in this game. I think their decor is just moving. They're, gen- they're controlling play at such a higher rate, and the logic is there because they just have one through six guys who can uh, suppress the opposition chances and move the puck up the ice. You look at Vancouver and that defensive core, there's about three bodies that really, really struggle to do both of those things. So I think that is going to, is uh, just going to have this being another one where Seattle greatly tilt the ice. And I think that it was such a good example of what they did to St. Louis, because in a lot of ways, St. Louis are, and I know it's a back-to-back spot, but St. Louis are kind of built the same way as Vancouver. Obviously, they have a few more capable defenders, but it's kind of the same composition where they're just trying to cover some softer goaltending and lesser run of play with a potent offense. And I think the fact that Seattle absolutely dummied St. Louis in that matchup, that second period could have been probably 6 nothing alone. It was one of the more impressive games I've seen. And a lot of Kraken periods have looked like that, where they just get rolling like shift after shift. There's just four lines that are, are strong play drivers. And I think that indicates something in this matchup. I think this should be closer to minus 140. And I like the Kraken to keep it rolling here. Just to recap, Nick's picks for Thursday that he likes thus far. The Flames at minus 110. The Leafs on the puck line at minus 1.5, minus 130. The Capitals money line at minus 115. And the Kraken at minus 120. Also have a lean to the Wild and the Jets as potential bets as well. I will go with the Jets as my best bet in honor of Levoff because I'm just assuming he would go with the Winnipeg Jets. And I'm a Jets fan, so... I get to throw my stamp of authority on that pick. Thank you, Nick, for all of your analysis. Go ahead and follow Nick in the Action Network app at Nicholas K. Martin. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the Line Change Podcast wherever you do get your podcast. You can catch another episode of Line Change on Monday evening for Tuesday's slate. Leboff should be back in my seat and back from the darts. Until then, best of luck on your bets. We'll see you next time. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.